Hello and welcome to the Iron Sharpens Iron Bible Study Podcast. Um, Before we jump into this week's lesson, um, I want to apologize in advance for the audio this week. I usually try and have my podcast recorded um, or do the recording of my podcast while my wife and children are out, but um, they're home this week, so if you hear them in the background, um, I apologize for that. Um, This week we're going to continue our study in uh, James chapter 2. As always, if you've got a Bible with you, I'd love for you to read along with me. Um, But before we get to that, uh, I want to talk about Pike's Peak. Pike's Peak is 14,115 feet in altitude. The air is so thin that people get dizzy and have headaches and sometimes, in extreme circumstances, turn purple. On the way back down Pike's Peak, there's a place where they do a brake check. The road is so steep, they want to make sure that people haven't rode their brakes all the way down the hill so they don't fail the rest of the way down. So about halfway down, they have some authorities take a laser temperature of your brakes to see if they're hot and apt to fail. And if they are, uh, you're required to stop for a half hour to let the brakes cool. Of course, you know, everyone thinks that their brakes are fine, but you would be surprised how many people are pulled over to the, the side to let the brakes cool down. Uh, you know, they, they were saved from a catastrophe by having their brakes checked. So the question I want to ask this week is, do you have faith? And I think nearly everyone listening will answer this question with a yes. You know, we think we have faith, but it's important to let God do a check to make sure that you truly have faith. And this is what James is doing in James two fourteen through 26, which is what we'll be covering this week. Uh, Do you have the faith that is acceptable to God? Is it enough to think we have faith? Uh, You know, we need to test to determine if we have valid, real faith. Uh, The thesis of James' discussion begins in verse 14, and that's where we'll start reading. It says, What good is it, my brothers, if if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? James presents a person who claims to have faith, but does he really? You know, this person has faith, but he doesn't have any activity corresponding to that faith. James asks a very important question. Can that faith save him? Can this kind of faith be saving faith? James will use four cases to answer this question. Uh, can faith without any corresponding activity save? Um, let's read verses uh, 15 through 17. They say, If a brother or a sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be, war- be warmed and filled without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also, faith by itself if it does not have works, is dead. So we see the first case James uses is to illustrate a situation whether or where a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food. I think it's worth pointing out that the scriptures describe this as a situation of true need. True destitution in the scriptures is not 
that we cannot make a, a car payment or pay the electric bill or do not have a job. Um, carefully examine the scriptures and you will notice that poverty and people in true need were those who lacked clothing and lacked food. Uh, this brother or sister is in true need. But rather than do something, one of us says to be warmed and to be filled, and James asks the question, what good is that? Um, this is an example of empty, worthless faith. Verbal statements are not faith. Only speaking words is not faith. Uh, James makes the point that you can say whatever you like, but that, that isn't faith. This is certainly important for us to understand today. You can say that you love Jesus all you want, but your words are not faith. Real faith, James, James tells us, leads to action. Real faith doesn't merely say some words. Um, in verse 17, James concluded, concludes his first case with the, the point that faith without any action is dead. Faith that does not lead to action is of no benefit. Uh, that kind of faith is not saving faith, but dead faith. How many of us have this kind of false faith? We say all the right things to people, but we do not lift a finger to show our faith. We look like good, faithful Christians by the words that we say, but our lack of action reveals something completely different. Uh, what are we doing that shows we have saving faith? What can we point to in our lives that clearly reveals the faith that God demands? Um, false faith offers no service to others. Let's read on here, verses 18 through 20. It says, But someone will say, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? James establishes his second case to, to answer the question if faith without activity can save. One person says he has faith. Another person says he has works. But here's the challenge. Show me your faith apart from your works. Show me faith with an activity. How can anyone know that you have faith if you do not act upon it or show it? I will show you faith by my actions. Faith is proved by a way of life. You know, I will show you my faith. Do we think of faith in these terms? Do we think about showing our faith to the world? Faith is something that can be seen. If faith cannot be seen, then it's not the saving faith God calls for. And James proves this point with an observation about demons. You believe there is a God. Guess what? The demons also believe that there is one God. Even demons have some proper beliefs. Even demons believe in the basic doctrines of God. James points out the, the foolishness of a faith that doesn't act because even the demons believe and shudder. Their belief causes them to at least shudder. James points out how foolish it is to, to think 
that belief alone has some sort of saving value. James calls us foolish people if we think that faith without activity is useful. It isn't useful to others and it isn't useful to God. I think it's fair to say that there are millions of people who have useless faith. How many people believe that Jesus is the Son of God, but do nothing with that belief? How many people believe that there is one God, but do nothing with that belief? The vast majority of this country claims to be Christian. They believe in God and believe in Jesus, but where is the action that shows that faith? It doesn't exist, and, and that faith is dead and useless. That faith does not bring eternal life to the soul. It's, it is dead faith. Uh, the same is true for ourselves. If all that your faith consists of is sitting in the church building, um, you have dead faith. You have a useless faith. You do not have real faith if all that your belief does, uh, if all your belief does for you is get you uh, to the building once or twice a week. Um, this is not uh, a faith that saves. Um, let's read verses 21 through 24. It says, Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. Sorry, I lost my spot there for a second. Um, so we see that the third case presented is the example of Abraham. Did Abraham have actions behind his faith? And the answer is that he absolutely did. He showed his faith through the activity of offering up his son Isaac on the altar. We don't have the time to, to retell the complete story to to which James is referring, uh, you know, I encourage you to read Genesis 22 and see the amazing faith of Abraham um, that's recorded there. Uh, but to simplify the story, Abraham is told to offer his only son um, on the altar to God. And of course, this command doesn't make any sense, but Abraham goes to obey this command without questioning or hesitation. As Abraham is about to kill his son uh, to offer him on the altar. God, through the holy angel of the Lord, calls out to Abraham to stop and not kill his son. Abraham's faith was revealed through his actions. He was going to offer Isaac. Uh, but we see that he, he didn't simply believe his faith led him to act and obey. Abraham is an example of faith that saves. Abraham's faith is contrasted um, with the person who says he has faith apart from activity. Abraham was not saved apart from activity. Uh, notice this point in verse 22. It says, you see that faith was active along with his works. And faith was completed by his works. Faith must be active. 
faith must be doing something or it isn't faith that saves. Faith is completed by our works. Our faith is carried out and revealed by what we do. Works cannot be separated from faith. Um, Activity cannot be removed from belief. Faith and works were cooperating together. Not only this, but it is faith working by which the scripture was fulfilled. Uh, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Abraham was acquitted because he believed God, and that belief acted daily. Um, The final words in verse 23 have always sent a chill down my spine. Abraham is described with an amazing title. Abraham was called a friend of God. Could there be a better description that God could give us? Would there be anything better than to hear from the, the Lord that we are his friend? Faith that works brings us to that point. Saving faith obeys what God commands, no matter how inconvenient or difficult. Abraham casts a strong light in our in our dark lives. We often think we have saving faith, but we are unwilling to obey the commands that we find difficult, inconvenient, or even the ones that we just don't like. That is not the faith of Abraham. James describes saving faith as a very special faith that obeys God. Uh, And finally, let's look at verses 15 through 17 here. I'm sorry. Uh, verses 25 and 26. And in the same way, was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way? For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. The final case James presents um, to show that faith without action doesn't save is is the example of Rahab. Rahab was also justified because her faith caused her to act. Uh, She hid the spies um, in threat to her own well-being because it was the right thing to do. Uh, True true faith uh, does good to others, which ties back to James 2.15 and 17. Uh, Therefore, just as when the Spirit leaves the body... The body is dead, so also when works leaves faith, faith is dead. It is not saving faith. It is dead, useless faith. Um, So I think we can draw a few conclusions from uh, these four cases. Uh, The first being false faith offers no service to others. In the first illustration, uh, James revealed that false faith Uh, non-saving faith does not act on behalf of others. It says all the right things, but does not help others. Uh, Point number two, false faith offers no obedience to God. Um, In the second illustration, James showed us that demons believe, but they do not have saving faith. So also for us, that our belief is not enough. Faith must lead to action in obedience to God. Third point, true faith offers costly obedience. The third illustration showed us the faith of Abraham. 
We learn from Abraham that true faith offers obedience of great sacrifice. Saving faith will make great sacrifices to serve and obey the Lord. And our fourth and final point, uh, true faith offers costly service, service to others. Uh, in the final illustration, James uses Rahab to show that saving faith acts godly towards others. Saving faith acts in the best interest of others, even at a detrimental cost to oneself. Guys, that's all that I have for this week. As always, I thank you for listening. If you're new to the podcast, um, please like, share, and subscribe. And until next week, God bless.